welcome everybody to this edition of the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Chad Flint, and I, I want to begin with a few thoughts on the Alec Baldwin situation. And, the, and for those of you who maybe haven't heard, I don't think there is anybody or very few people who have not heard about what happened. Baldwin accidentally, as far as we know, shot and killed a woman on the set of his new movie, Rust. This happened last week. It was the uh, cinematographer, a nice-looking nice young woman, Halnia Hutchins. Uh, she was killed. The director, uh, Joel Souza, was also hit. And I guess, according to the uh, investigation, the, the actor was practicing a stunt with a prop gun he thought was safe. Turns out it wasn't safe. And this happened back in 93. Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, was killed by a faulty prop gun as well. The, the movie was The Crow. And I mean, look, anytime you're handling a firearm, you, you have to assume it's loaded. I mean, whether it's fake or not, you treat it as it's loaded. I'm not, I wasn't there. I'm not going to cast aspersions on Baldwin because I think the natural tendency of conservatives is to fight fire with fire. I mean, how, and, and this it got me thinking, my wife said to me this weekend, you know, Alec Baldwin, despite what you think of him, I mean, he's a very talented artist, but he's he's an idiot as far as his political views. I think he doesn't know as as much as he thinks he does about politics, but he's free to, you know, to think what he wants about the Republican Party and about Donald Trump and all the rest of it. But how should Christians respond to the Baldwin story? I mean, this guy is notorious anti-gunner. That's the, the irony there. He's a Hollywood liberal like most of them. He's vehemently anti-Trump and all that. But I mean, that aside, and on, on Twitter, conservatives have been just skewering Baldwin for, for this, uh, this incident. He accidentally, as far as we know, again, discharged his firearm. There is a rumor out there that's basically uh, goes like this, that some pro-Trumper uh, secretly loaded the firearm. Now, that's, this is how ridiculous this has gotten, this whole incident. But, you know, on, on Twitter, it's the, the, the idea is it's a tweet for a tweet, as some, somebody put it, and I think it was a World Net Daily piece. In a perfect world, the majority of Americans would, would you know, would cut some slack to, uh, to Baldwin, would show compassion for him. Obviously, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean for that to happen. But we don't live in a perfect world, unfortunately. We live in a fallen world. And we live in a hyper-partisan, bitterly divided America, thanks in part to people such as Baldwin. And he's such a negative force on social media. On Twitter, he's blasting conservatives, blasting Trump. And it's all coming back to, to bite him. You know, one reaps what one sows. But people are angry. Now, some of the conservative sites I, I frequent, they want to show no mercy to this guy. But I, you know, I don't hate Alec Baldwin. I, as I said, he's a, he's a very talented actor. He's an excellent actor. But the family of, of the dead woman need, needs our prayers. And so does Baldwin, as my wife said. I mean, he's got a soul. I mean, he's misguided, obviously. Uh, obviously, as far from where I sit, he probably doesn't know the Lord. And he needs our prayers as well. He looks totally unhinged. Doesn't he? And all the, all the pictures I've seen of him, he's he's disheveled. He's, you know, maybe he's growing the beard for for the movie. But you know, I don't wish him any harm. I mean, he's pathetic. But I don't think he should be kicked while he's down. Now, a lot of people, a lot of conservatives, disagree with me. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. I mean, and he's he's obviously busted. He was uh, he made a statement last week 
on Twitter. He said he's in touch with with the dead woman's husband. He's offering his support to to him and his family. And his heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved this woman. 42 years old, again, dead uh, as a result of an accident. At least that's that's what we hope it was an accident. Anyway, on to uh, other issues. You know, I saw a headline recently on World Net Daily. I love World Net Daily. And it said, the headline said, The Great American Rebellion. We will not comply. So we have these COVID-19 power grab attempts by the federal government and state governments. And there's, there's this whole showdown brewing between freedom-loving Americans and these power-mad elites, the political class, a good part of it, they're intent on implementing what I think is a tyrannical agenda. It's an authoritarian agenda. It's a kind of agenda that communist governments try to pursue. They're trying to compel us to get something against our will. I, I don't like to be compelled, as I've mentioned. But we're having, we're seeing here a, a, a huge pushback from freedom-loving Americans. Now, this administration has said to people they, they, they deemed heroes only a year ago, America's doctors and nurses, paramedics and other medical professionals, they were celebrated a year ago as heroes. Well, they are heroes, the frontline medical workers and, and soldiers and, 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 you know, et cetera, because they battled this new pandemic, COVID-19. They went in to battle. They did it. They, they protected Americans as best they could. Now, 18 months later, these same tens of thousands of these same frontline heroes, in quotes, are branded as rebels and conspiracy theorists and extremists. And yes, according to the DHS, the uh, Department of Homeland Security, potential terrorists. Now, why are they considered potential terrorists? Well, because they don't want to be forced to take a vaccine that is, or vaccines that are as yet experimental. In many cases, they've had to sell their homes, they've had to relocate their families, and, th- and they had to start over. And it's and some of these people have got either to get a new job or go on unemployment. And this is, this is happening in massive numbers. And it's an anti-American agenda to, to pursue. This administration, it, Biden is a marionette. That's the best way I can think of describing him. I don't know who's pulling his strings. I know he's trying to pull our strings, but he's, he's not in charge. I, I saw a, a town hall last week with I guess it was on CNN carried it. And Anderson Cooper, the moderator, had to help this guy out. He was at a loss to answer any question, even the simplest softball questions he was unable to answer. He's just not up to the task here. But anyway, back to the the central point here I want to make in, the, in this segment is, you know, th- this, this uh, mandate being imposed on, on America's policemen, firemen, uh, Border Patrol agents, and other people who protect our society. Airline pilots, air traffic controllers, plane mechanics, and people who are essential to America's transportation and distribution systems. Well, all these other federal employees who we could do without, uh, you gotta cut them free. They're all, they're all vaccinated, nobody needs them, but the ones we do need are the people, a lot of these people are balking at Biden's order to get vaccinated or else. And, uh, you know, people in the armed, the entire armed forces of this country, when you think about it, they're populated by largely young men between the ages of 18 and 30. And they are at very little risk of serious uh, illness from COVID-19. I mean, the deaths are extremely rare. I was reading as of October 8th, 
only 62 out of 1.4 million members of America's military have died of COVID. That's 0.004%. That's roughly half of the risk from dying of a lightning strike. People in this age group, they're in this fitness level, they're in good shape, military people. They're not at risk of dying of COVID or getting serious repercussions. So why do they have to jump through hoops? Because the government medical complex is forcing people to be vaccinated. They're forcing people to, to make a choice. Either you get it or you're not going to be able to continue to work in many cases. And, a lot, and I've, reading, I've been reading a number of cases where in which uh, people are threatened, their pensions are threatened if they don't get the jab. I mean, law enforcement officials, airline pilots, uh, commercial supply chains, even hospitals, everybody. If all these people are out of work, eventually our economy will come to a screeching halt. Then what? But the good news, I paint a dire picture here, but the good news is millions of Americans are fighting back. They're saying, you know something? Go ahead. You know, I'll lose my job. I'll go on unemployment. But you're not going to force me to get the jab. And a lot of these people are not waiting to be fired. They're, they're resigning in protest. Good for them. Nurses, policemen, uh, pilots. You know, there, there's all these demonstrations going on around the country. We don't hear that much about them from the major media. These, so, these frontline heroes they were a year and a half ago, now they're, now they're goats because they don't want to get the Fauci-ouchie. But they're carrying signs in many cases saying, I call my own shots. No forced vaccines. My body, my choice. I'm sure you've seen these. Yesterday's heroes, today's unemployed. It's a sad commentary. It's a whole showdown here between people who love freedom and the government, these, these uh, political elites intent on implementing a communist, tyrannical, authoritarian agenda. And it ain't happening because we're Americans. You're going to get some pushback. And I'm telling you, it's going to get ugly here. It is going to get ugly because it's not just about the vaccine. It's, all, it's, it's so many different facets of our government. And I know with, you, you and I know as Christians what the battle, who the, who's being engaged here. It's a, battle of, it's a battle between good and evil, the forces of light, light against the forces of darkness. It's a spiritual battle and it's being waged in the heavenly realms. As Paul writes in Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 12, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's where the battle is being waged. Now, obviously, it's manifesting itself in the physical in many cases. But back to the government. You have Biden, you have Pelosi, and the, the communists in Congress, many of them, most of all of them in the Democrat Party, they're proposing legislation that would let the IRS dig into our bank accounts. If you spend more than $10,000 in a year, and I mean, who doesn't do that? If you have a family, I mean, food, groceries, your mortgage is over a thousand bucks a month in many cases. Gasoline, there's another thousand a year, a thousand additional, you know, a thousand more than I paid last year. I, I tried to figure it out today on the drive home. Car payments, you know, add everything up, and a lot of people spend more than ten thousand a year. So the IRS would have the power to spy on just about every American without probable cause without a warrant, without any reason whatsoever, because we spend over 10000 a year. That's our money. I'll spend it. If I could make 100000 a year, I'd spend it. What if you tithe? I mean, what if you support conservative causes? We saw what the IRS was capable of under Obama, spying on Christians, spying on conservative organizations. 
this is what's going on here in Washington. And a lot of what goes on in Washington is mirrored, albeit at a, at a, on a smaller scale, here in Albany for New York State. I wish we had more time, folks. We're out of time already. Uh, you know, I'm going to do another show later in the week. My daughter Madeline's going to sit down with me, and we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of what goes on at SUNY Albany. She attends SUNY Albany. She's a freshman, as many of you know. And uh, I, I read through some of her textbook, or she read some of it to me, and I cannot believe what she has to learn in political science class. It's a public policy, or a couple of other political science classes. I mean, it is so biased against conservatives and against Donald Trump in particular. It is unbelievable. So she'll fill us in on that on uh, Thursday, I think. That's that's the that's the uh, plan anyway. Say, if you want to listen to this show, if you uh, want to listen to all the shows we have on the BMG Network, just go to thebmgnetwork.com and you'll find this show, the Pac-Man podcast with me, Ted Flint. You'll uh, hear the Ken and Mike show, the Ken Burns show. Uh, Mike'd Up, I think Mike Hansen still does a show called Mike'd Up. The uh, fine program put up there weekly by Adrian Ross. She does a, a, a great show. She has her own YouTube channel. You can watch her as well. And uh, excellent program. And also KC with Set Apart. KC has is, is done a real great job on uh, covering this whole COVID pandemic and some of the mandates put on healthcare workers. Uh, that's her bailiwick, and she does a great job with it. Check out all the shows. And we do columns too. I try to put up a column at least once a week called The Pack Perspective. Did one on uh, Superman, the, the motto and how it's being changed. The left wants to change the motto of Superman fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, they don't like the American way. So they've changed it because they, anything, any mention of America in the left's eyes is somehow uh, anti-American. It's just that's how everything is upside down nowadays. Anyway, check it out, the bmgnetwork.com. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you, by the way, if you want to get in touch with me directly, it's pacman at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase, pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the bmgnetwork.com. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you in a couple of days. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.